1: If you want to chime into the conversation here on Amber and Ian, our phone lines are open, 888-SAY-ESPN, lots of reaction. To the Transfer Portal, and opt-out conversation, 888-729-3776. Ian Fitzsimmons, you can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. I'm Amber Wilson. You can find me at Amber W Sports. You can also find Ian on our coverage of the National Championship game presented by AT&T. That game will be right here on ESPN Radio on Monday, January the 8th coverage with Ian on the call will begin at 6:30 p.m. Eastern so you will not want to miss that. But Ian, you and I just kind of stepped into a conversation <laughs> off of our conversation with Alex Brown, uh, the former of great. We kind of fell into a conversation about the opt-outs. And we didn't even have that on our rundown for tonight's show, but we didn't have enough space because I could talk about this thing for hours on oh, end amen. when we're no talking doubt. about the state of college no football with opt-outs and with the transfer portal. So I do want to give an opportunity to the people because we have gotten some reaction here. Triple eight, say ESPN. Matt is calling us from Richmond, Virginia. Matt, thanks for calling us on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What do you have for us on the transfer portal?
2: First of all, thanks for having me on guys. Um, no, I just, my solution would be don't allow opt outs until after the season's over. I mean, I mean, you just if you just don't, don't open the portal until everything's done, and then you can open it. And the guys, I mean, there still be some guys that don't play anyway. But I mean, the transfers will still want to play. To me, it's if they're gonna if they're not gonna play, they're quitting on their teammates, and it's it's just a bad look for them personally for every game they'll ever play in the rest of their life. That's all I got.
3: I mean, yeah. not. There's two different Go things ahead. though. There's two. He right. brought up two different that's conversations, right? Yeah. And the portal is one thing. Opt-outs are completely different because the opt-outs, I mean, some, some they're they're, they're leaving. And they're gone but... to the NFL. I mean, they're 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 not they're not playing anymore. Portals are transfers that are still going to play college football. So when it comes to the opt-outs, that, that's that's a hard fix. It really is the portal thing, Amber. To me, is a very easy fix, and this is talking to. Dozens, dozens of college football head coaches that cannot stand the early portal window, which just closed. And then they they have another one that comes in after spring ball. This is an easy fix as far as portal guys go. And that is you have it after, you know, the, the February signing day, you open the portal up for one month before spring ball and that's it and closes. So when little Johnny doesn't win a starting job and he just barely gets beaten out instead of running from competition and hits a transfer portal in in that spring window, no, he's got to stick, stay, and actually compete. Damn, man, life ain't easy. And the game of life is a hell of a lot harder than the game of football. And if you're running from competition in the game of football, what the hell are you going to do in the game of life? Because it's harder. We're not teaching these guys and these these players and these these young men the discipline that it takes to win in the game of life by giving them this opt-out, again, at at the end of of spring football. Make that portal window before spring ball, and that's it. Done. Now, as far as opt-outs go, Amber, I don't have an answer for that because that is an individual decision where you do have the Devin White's when he was at LSU, playing in the Fiesta Bowl with no title on the line, right? And you do have a Bo Nix going out there again one last time with his boys uh, against Liberty. And then you have Florida State, where you had damn near 30 guys either hit the portal or opt out, or AM, who had 29 opt out or portal guys. That leads to what we just saw you know, in, in the bowl season, where Kirby Smart's going, I don't know how to fix it. But he, he felt badly for those guys on the Florida State sideline, those Florida State Seminoles that did go out there and compete right. and got their tails breathing in, I mean, and kicked in. And, and just, it, it felt wrong. I don't have an answer for opt outs, but coaches do have an answer for the portal, and that's an easy one.
1: Yeah, the portal, you could move the window. You're right. When it comes to opt-outs, I can't blame these kids for not wanting to play in meaningless bowl games. And I think the big change, a lot of people blame NIL and sort of the player empowerment era and the transfer portal. I actually blame the college football playoffs, and I'm not knocking it, okay? This is a problem that we just, I think, spawns from that that I'm willing to deal with because I like having a a playoff system in college football. But, Ian, I feel like that's when... The mentality changed because we weren't dealing with that years ago, right? When we talked to Alex Brown, he wasn't dealing with that. When he was playing football, there was no playoffs. So it didn't matter that his bowl game, when he played in the orange bowl, I think he said what against Wisconsin in 2002. Yes, that wasn't Maryland in 2002. Thank you. You remember it better than me. Uh, (laughs) He wasn't playing for anything, so to speak, but they were still playing for the pride and the bowls themselves still felt really big at the time time right the bowls I don't feel like feel nearly as big now if you're not actually part of the playoff itself and I think that's part of this is now with the playoffs you're seeing the teams that actually are playing for something like if you're Florida State what, it, what did that bowl mean? Yeah, that, it only meant something well, if you State's were going to be one of those four teams that, that should have been. But that's why they had so many opt outs, and yeah, you can't blame them.
3: Florida State was is an outlier because of what happened, going undefeated and being left out as a P five in, in the college football playoff. Whereas next year, with twelve teams, they would have been in. Hell, old. Well, that's why I think that's in, why
1: right? I think that some, some, uh, fixes some, some of, of these opt outs. But I'll I tell do. you this:
3: calling the Alamo Bowl. I mean that that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I do mean awesome. And there weren't guys really. I mean, look look at Stutzman, right? I mean, all American linebacker for Oklahoma who could have gone to the NFL, could have opted out. You know what he said? I'm coming back not just for this bowl game, but I'm gonna running this damn thing back one more year with my guys. I mean, so you do. It's all an individual decision. And that was a big time bowl field. The Alamo Bowl was amazing between Arizona and Oklahoma. It was badass. The intensity on that sideline was tremendous. Hell, Texas A&M and the Texas Bowl the night before had that one. There were A&M had fifty-five scholarship players. That's it,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and they went out there with a fourth-string quarterback because Henderson got hurt on the first play, and they played their asses off. So it's a, it's a matter of also pride, and
1: I mean. I, but, yeah, but those other kids on Florida State played their butts off, too. No, they and, were just so outmatched yeah, by Georgia. I get it. And, I and, mean, there were the that, guys. There were the four-string guys. I mean, The only guys that showed up to that game were the guys that had something to prove and that's the on op- Florida yeah, that's State, and the, I don't blame them. The
3: opt-out part of this, Amber, the, the portal aspect of it is an easy fix. It truly is. Well, the it could opt be an out, easy fix
1: the, in terms of the window. It's yeah, not an that's easy I mean. fix it's in an terms an easy of the fix. landscape.
3: Yeah, no, it's an easy fix as far as the window and, and to know what you do or do not have. The opt-out issue is one that I do not have an answer for outside of you're looking at the man in the mirror and do you want to go out there one last time with your guys? But I, I, outside of that, I've got nothing for you. I, I, don't, I, I don't have an answer for you.
1: I personally think the expansion of the college football playoffs will help when it comes to the opt-outs, at least for those 12 teams that make it into the playoffs. Then I don't think you'll have the opt-outs because you're actually playing for something. I think it's all about actually having something to play for. So I think that will help. I'm not saying it'll totally solve the problem, but I think it will significantly help the the landscape of of those bowl games and and frankly, minimizing some of the opt-outs. I think the transfer portal is a more complicated situation because I referenced that it's free agency for these coaches. And you see these coaches go from, you know, Oklahoma to USC and they chase the money and they can go anywhere they want. But the coaches are under contracts as well. And there are particular penalties for doing that, and they are some semblance of rules, and there is written language as it pertains to these coaches' employments. One of the problems uh, you know problems in air quotes because not necessarily a problem right now if you're the student athlete but a problem for the university is in a world where we don't have actual pay for play then there are no such structural contracts right that pertain to these quote these kids that are not actually employees but are being paid by these booster collectives because the collectives on the outside and they're not actually the university themselves and if you had pay for play these things would be regulated frankly more easily because pay for play you could have like it's it's like you and me with this business with we have contracts that yes you have some semblance of choice in life but also if you do what we do for a living i can tell you you and i are under contract with espn we ain't leaving we're not allowed to leave right now right you're not allowed to even go talk to other companies it's not like it's unheard of to have non-compete clauses even when you're a professional right and and sometimes i think we overstate it like oh well these kids if They should be able to go anywhere they want. Well, yes, because it's not actual pay for play and they're not actually employees. If they were ever actually employees of the universities, then all of a sudden that changes. But that's not the landscape right now and that's not the situation. So now you just have a bunch of booster collectives that are theoretically outside the universities and, well, there's and, no and, and
3: there's no rules theoretically but they are tied too, so they are essentially right. part of but that, that that's the but
1: not but not formally and so that's the whole thing right if it was all formally done if it was formal then it would be a, a very different scenario we will take your calls you guys are lining up on the phone lines we appreciate you triple eight say espn we will take your calls on this subject coming up next
0: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: More a Mr. Nice Guy might describe what just happened during the break, where Ian and I are still spending the entire break, by the way, fighting <laughs> over Alabama being in the college football playoffs. <laughs>
3: Yeah, mom and dad Over were It's not about the most break. deserving, it's about the four best teams.
1: <laughs> I like I like how we're still debating this. Even By the after way, the games. I'm still trying
3: to figure out that the now this one, no more Mr. Nice Guy with my girl and what was earlier?
1: Macklemore
0: can't hold us. from mix a lot, no shot. temptations, uh, no. Lizzo,
1: S- Nirvana.
3: Out. Rachel beat me again. This is back to back.
4: Focus uh, on. less on the on the on the music. songs and more on the artists.
1: More
0: on the R S. Oh, all right, hold on. Look at the the little hint That was going to be my hint in the next segment
1: if we didn't have any ideas. All right, well, we will contemplate that. We will also contemplate how to fix college football. We are in the midst of a conversation about the transfer portal. We're going to get to your phone calls in just a moment. 888-SAY-ESPN. This entire conversation here on Amber and Ian, which is presented by Progressive, bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. This conversation started... With our conversation with Alex Brown, the former DN for the Chicago Bears, also a Gator great, and so Ian asked him when he was on with us, check out the pod if you miss any of that, he asked him about the transfer portal and the opt-outs in these bowl games. Here's Alex Brown.
2: If it's one game and it doesn't truly mean anything as far as winning a national title. I mean if it was my son I'd tell him to sit out because you're you're literally five months away from especially if you're Marvin Harrison Junior or if you're Keon Coleman or you're one of these top guys, and you're just you're simply playing in the game to help the school make more money, but putting yourself at risk because if one of those kids go down with a knee injury, he's going to fall. He's going to fall to third round, fourth round if he was a mid-first round pick. He's absolutely going to do it, and nobody's going to remember that he made that decision to play with his team, and nobody's going to give him like credit for that, or he ain't going to get any money for that. Nobody's going to replace that couple million dollars he's going to miss out on.
3: See, I disagree with part of that, Amber, because talking to Tom Telesco, former you know LA Chargers general manager, spent 11 years as a Chargers GM and also was a disciple of Bill Polian, who's in the damn Hall of Fame. And I asked him about Olu Fashanu, right? Fashion, Fashanu. Starting left tackle, Penn State. Going to be a top 10 pick. And up until the day before the Peach Bowl, then we got word, obviously America didn't know until kickoff, but... We were told in coaches' meetings that Olu and Kalen King and Johnny Dixon, the two starting corners for Penn State, weren't going to play. And I asked Telesco the day before the Peach Bowl, before I'd gotten wind that Fashenew was not going to play, he said, man, if a guy like that goes out and plays, and I have him as maybe 12 to 15 right on my board, and I see him fall to eight or nine, I might go up and get him because of a character I mean, because he did go out there and play and the character aspect of being the ultimate team mate would elevate players like that in Telesco's mind and on on his board. So there are certain examples where, you know, that you you actually, by playing with NFL scouts and GMs, you can actually elevate your draft status by playing in these games instead of opting out. If that makes sense.
1: yeah, I just it makes sense, I I guess. Yeah, and it's certainly in that world because in that world everything's, you know, team, 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 sacrifice, sacrifice right. for your team. And so it it stands to reason that you deciding to risk your body one more time or to go out there and put it all on the line, however you want to however you w- you want that narrative to play out. I, it it makes sense that that could factor into things from an evaluation perspective at the NFL level. I, I just think that motivations are different these days than they used to be and it's not that the guys playing at the collegiate level aren't motivated. They're just not motivated for that particular bowl game that they think means nothing, right? I mean, and you have to have something that means something. And the difference was when Alex Brown was playing, it felt like it meant something, even though theoretically it didn't in terms of a national title and there was no college football playoffs, it wasn't any of that. Those bowls themselves felt like they meant something. And that was part of the conversation when we went to a playoff system. I like the playoff system. I'm not knocking the playoff system, but one of the knocks against it when we were all gearing up for it was that it's going to diminish the importance of these bowls that have these huge traditions. And by the way, what did it do? It diminished the importance of the bowls. I'm okay with it. Times change. I think we have to find new ways for these bowls to be important, and I think the expansion of the playoffs will help that. Times change. This is just one of those consequences of things changing, frankly, and we have to figure out how to navigate that today. But I'm asking you all, 888-ESPN, America, how would you navigate things? Because there are a lot of people wanting to chime into this conversation about the current state of college football. Dustin is calling us from Alabama on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Dustin, thanks for your patience. What do you have for us on college football?
5: Uh, yeah, so I wanted to touch on two things you guys said, and I'll make it real quick. But the first thing with the bowl games, like I think a way to make it is, I you know, the transfer portal, NIL, everything like that. I agree with what you said, Amber, about, you know, the coaches jump ship Why shouldn't the players too. I think, unfortunately, when money gets involved, you know, that's what separated college football from the NFL was there was no money at one point, so it was more about the pride and the tradition of the team. So the way you get the uh, players to opt into these bowl games is, you know, the advertisement and all the money that's made from the bowl games give the teams, maybe even the winning team, a portion of that money. If they win the bowl game, monetarily incentivize them to play in the bowl game. I think that would be a way to uh, get more players to, you know, opt in and not opt out. And then as far as what you said real quick on the Florida state and uh, Georgia game to me, like, and that's because that was a special case situation was I felt those Florida State players, maybe not so the opt outs, but the people that transferred had an obligation to play in that game because I think in the history of the playoff, there's been two games that have meant more than those individual teams' uh, seasons. One of those was Cincinnati, Alabama, because at the point it proved, you know, they went out there and hung close five. enough to prove that a group of five deserved a shot at the playoff. That was one of those. And the other one was that game because. Those Florida State players, if they would have went out there and even just kept it competitive with Georgia, it would have made the committee make the doubt. But regardless of the opt-outs or not, because of how bad Florida State got beat and how good the semifinal matchups were, the committee is going to think that they got it right. I don't think they did. I think Florida State should have been in. But in their mind, because they got two competitive semifinal uh, matchups and then they had a Georgia-Florida State blowout, they're going to think they got it right. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Yeah,
1: thanks so much for the call. Uh, excellent call. I, I do think that you would have a good point on the back end of that when it comes to Florida State if we weren't heading into an era of an expansion. I, I, I think that with an expansion, then you're already, if you're Florida State, you're already in anyways. It's not like it's now going to teach the committee moving forward, Ian, that you should put the undefeated team in. With a 12 team playoff system like we're going to, that problem resolves itself. So, I don't yeah, think you know, the Florida Ole Miss was, State players. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, well, the
3: 12 team next year, I mean, if if, if if that was in place this year, you know, Ole Miss is in, is in the playoff. And, right. So, and I don't you know, think the Florida State I don't team Florida without State. Jordan Travis is also in.
1: Yeah, so I don't think Florida State needs to convince anybody of of anything, take any sort of stand, really, for the bigger picture here. I do think what he said about the transfer portal is interesting, but it kind of harkens back to what I said. All of this is resolved if you had more formality in the sport where you could have actual pay for play. Now, pay for play is far more complicated than people realize. There's all sorts of issues with that. There's Title Nine issues. Do you separate football from the rest of the sports because you're going to have significant revenue sharing problems? There Mr. is a Chip lot. Kelly. Said, to actual pay-for-play, right? But what he's suggesting when it comes to take the revenue from the bowl game and essentially funnel it down to the players, none of that can happen because we don't have an actual pay-for-play system. These these schools can't actually pay the players.
3: Yeah, but you do have the collectives that are tied to the schools, which is essentially, I know, legally and all that stuff. It feels stuff, they like the
1: same thing, but it's they, not legally.
3: But they are, Amber. Like The Texas collective is paying for players to go to Texas. They're not paying for players to go to Texas A&M.
1: So no, they're, they're no, no, no. From that sense, they're affiliated in the respect that they are paying for players and trying to get players to go to yes, a specific university. Yes. But the money it's is coming from the boosters' bank accounts. Yes, the but money it's still is, going it, to it's the It's not university. coming from the athletic department. I know, and that's that. the difference. We
3: all know that. But the Texas Collective is paying for players to go to Texas, not A and M or the Florida. It, it's. We're up against it. so we'll We're keep, keep, we- up against
1: it, but we're going to continue to get to your phone calls. Triple H say ESPN. We roll along here on Amber and Ian coming up next.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets, that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
1: Danger zone Who's this artist? I got nothing. Rachel. Kenny Loggins. It's Kenny Loggins.
3: I got nothing.
1: I have I, I mean, White
3: guys. Mean? That's all what I is, got.
1: No, it's Sir Mix a lot. What I is Kenny him. Loggins? Never mind. What is Kenny Logan? And Lizzo.
0: Lizzo's
1: also a woman. missed that
3: one. Sorry. Yeah.
0: What Not
3: white Lizzo? guys.
1: White guys. I like how you thought that Rachel would do a music theme of just white guys. <laughs> she did one a t- t-
3: week ago on The Voice.
1: I <laughs> it like, feels a little bit more specific. It's about than as just random. That's
3: going deep, right? I mean, to find
1: that. I mean, tonight, I don't know. We've got some Macklemore. Got we've nothing. got Lizzo. We've got Sir Mixlot. We've got Nirvana. We've got Kenny Loggins. I got her three None weeks ago. I
3: beat her, and she's got. She's now going. Yeah, back to back. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Where, got uh,
6: where, where, where Pearl Jam and Nirvana from?
3: Seattle.
1: Seattle. Which is in Washington. Washington. Who is in the national? Uh- that's
6: so are my all, gosh right? So
1: are all of these artists from michigan and washington yes that is yes congratulations wow. damn there you that go. Is deep.
3: I, I had I've zero chance i've
1: never gotten that because i i also None. have no idea where any of these artists are from i told you when we got it you'd be like oh Obama. good
0: job but
1: like <laughs> if we weren't gonna get there
6: Rachel, <laughs>
0: we weren't gonna get there
1: well done but also well done Rachel that was a good music theme for tonight if you Beaten. miss any of the show you can check out the podcast I don't think it has the music because I don't know if we own the that. so you cannot and, do that because ESPN doesn't want to pay enough money for that none of these podcasts do by the way that's not an ESPN thing uh but you should also <laughs> check out the podcast because our voices are on it uh <laughs> Way to clean it up and be like, no, 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 not just ESPN that cheaps out when it comes to the copyright deals on podcasting. Uh, Check out the podcast on the ESPN uh, app. I'm sure my bosses love me right now. You can also, we are checking out your phone calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, your voices will be on the podcast. Sean is calling us from Texas. He's joining us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line about the transfer portal. Sean, what do you have for us?
6: Hey, how you doing? Amber here. Good, Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, I have three things for the uh, portal that I feel like they probably could help later on in the future. One is uh, some of these top ten players or top 15, uh, since we're going at the 12-team 12, 12 playoffs, how about, one, we do like an incentive for these players, you know, try to get them some motivation. And two, um, it should be like a coach and player rule. I don't know later on you want to name it. Just, you know, if there's three rounds in the playoffs, that coach and that top ten player they have a sit-down on decide. you know, by each round, like, do I need you to play this week to beat this team? If you do, play them. If not, let them sit down and get ready for the Colabine. And the third one would be, uh, let's say this kid gets hurt. And he's the top ten pick. You want to give him like, a bonus for a year or, for like, incentives or do it for, like, college or, like, something, you know, y'all sit down and talk to the kid about. Those are, like, my three portal. Like, I think that probably helped with these all these yeah. transfers.
1: Thanks for the call, Sean. I, you know, the incentive thing, again, Ian, it's complicated because, of course, we don't have actual you know, pay-for-play here. So you can't truly incentivize from that perspective. But, Ian, it does bring up the point about insurance. And some of these universities do help now these kids. And these kids buy their own insurance policies as well. And this is, that's been true for decades where they'll buy insurance policies
3: yeah, paid Manning for in case years they'd ago. get
1: hurt. Yes. Yeah, the and family did.
3: The Manning family absolutely. did. But I was told by a former Alabama coach in, in my bowl travels, and I, I did not know this, that last year at the University of Alabama insured Bryce Young and Will Anderson, who are both obviously surefire top five picks, they insured them as a $250,000 policy for each one of them, that if they fell below pick number 18, which is a very arbitrary number, but pick number 18 in the NFL draft, they got $8 million. And that was to play not just in the bowl game, not just in the SEC championship game, but also in the Iron Bowl. So that was a quarter of a million dollars, I was told, for Bryce Young and Will Anderson. The university took out insurance policies on both of them to be able to play in a regular season game. And then the and then the postseason
1: i I've, I've never of heard of that before I have heard of these insurance policies being millions of dollars in case a collegiate player gets Injured, yeah, but by I've the heard family of it,
3: or whomever, right? Or, right, but but not for a regular season game. I'd never heard of that for a regular season game by the well, institution.
1: I've, I've heard of it for if they get injured and it's a career-ending type of injury. I haven't heard of it in terms of you get injured and then it costs you, a, you know, a placement in the draft, and it's this very particular placement. And now we're insuring at, at X amount of dollars. But it makes sense that in the world that it we does. live in certainly that insurance companies would be involved and that universities would be involved in helping pay for those insurance policies. Not quite the same as incentivizing these players. The problem with the incentives is I guess you could do it from an NIL perspective with these boosters where the boosters say, okay, if you play in bowl X, then we'll give you another million dollars. But again, it's these boosters out of their own bank accounts that have to pony up the money. It's not as if we live in a world yet where you could actually take the revenue from the bowl which is what would make sense. If you could take the revenue from the bowl, you know, or, or the money that the university is making off of being in the bowl well, and say we're going to give you x I, amount of dollars if you play in the Sugar Bowl and you're part of the Sugar Bowl and we win the Sugar Bowl and we make, you know, 10s of millions off the Sugar Bowl then you get some of this as players. We we're not there yet.
3: But Amber, a lot of these schools also lose money by going to bowl games because you are obligated to, and I'm going to throw out another arbitrary number here, but let's say you're playing in the, I don't know, whatever bowl, right? The, the Amber Wilson bowl. And you are obligated to as an institution (laughs) to, you know, buy 20,000 tickets and you only sell your fan base only buys 5,000 of them. You are also obligated for a certain number of hotel rooms. A lot of people don't realize this. So when you go to a bowl game, a lot of these schools, unless you're at the big boys, You lose a truckload of money because you have to pay for a certain number of of hotel rooms and a certain number of tickets. And if you don't sell those hotel rooms, if you don't sell those tickets, you are still on the hook for them. So therefore, if you want to go on a contract basis with players, guess what? You think a player wants to take a negative hit? And oh, by the way, you have to stroke us a check, Right. right? Because you didn't sell those tickets or those hotel rooms. That, that, that's the part of the business side that is just nasty when it comes to bowl season and college football
1: the reality is even though these athletic departments make money hand over fist if we went to a true pay for play system where the money's actually coming from the revenue that's generated it probably wouldn't look quite the same as some of these booster collectives look some of these kids probably would be making less money because right now it's not a revenue based model right now it makes no sense right now these boosters just love their university so much and I also wonder frankly how sustainable that is I I don't know I'm not a billionaire okay if I was I would imagine that I would be also frankly dishing out a ton of money to try to get the University of Florida the best football (laughs) team it could get because I love my Gators that much but for how long you would have Cam Ward from from
3: Washington State not going to the NFL you would have Cam Ward being a Florida Gator because you're stroking him a check for five mil one
1: (laughs) <laughs> Hundo. but then it's like the problem is it's like it's him this year and then it's the next kid the next year and then the next kid the next and then at some point even if I have a B in front of my bank account I'm probably looking at this situation like what am I getting out of this right especially if we haven't wanted any but you're not actually getting anything out of it it's not like the boosters are making the revenue back and but, that's what's weird about the booster but you know what's
3: system. crazy when your football team wins at the collegiate level it's, it's remarkable what it does for the community I mean, go, look at what Nick Nick Saban is underpaid right now at Alabama, right. and he's making nine million plus. You want to know why he's underpaid? And I, and, and I don't care what English professor or history professor wants to call in right now, going, "Are you out of your mind saying he's underpaid?" He's transformed a town of Tuscaloosa into a city.
1: I thought Ian Fitzgerald because of the did football program, time, Johnny
3: Manziel, Johnny Manziel in one year at Texas A and M. You look at the number of hundreds of millions of dollars that came into you know, I mean, the, the, the that entire institution where right. not only did he build a an entire end zone, right, and redid Kyle Field, but man, they're forget the collective. I mean, I'm just talking about their endowment. It was right. hundreds of millions of dollars. Washington, right now. With Kalen DeBoer, who, by the way, man, if I had two boys instead of two girls, I'd be going, man, go play for that guy right now. He is an amazing human being. The Washington Huskies, forget the football team. I'm talking about the institution. The amount of endowment funds that are going to be rolling in from alumni and the, the, the number of applicants. You know what my daughter did this morning? My daughter Rowan applied to Washington. Not kidding. It wasn't even on her radar. And she applied to Washington this morning. (laughs) Why? Well, it's a hell of a school. It's a cool city. (laughs) And the damn football team's in the national title game. That's what winning in football can do.
1: That is what winning in football can absolutely do. Heck, that happens, frankly, in all of the sports. When LeBron James comes to your city, your entire economy changes around your sport. But there is a problem when it comes to college football right now with the product itself. And a huge problem when it comes to the bowl games. I want to get to this Kirby Smart sound real quick because I haven't even gotten to hear him go off the head coach of Georgia after after mutilating a broken Florida State team without, what, 28 of its players because of opt-outs? Here's Kirby Smart.
2: People need to see what happened tonight, and they need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's their own problem. All right, And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think some things are going to change next year. And you know what? There's going to still be bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it. Because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal. And it affected the game 100%.
3: affected
1: the game. Love Not that. enough for Kirby Smart and those Bulldogs to take their foot off the gas pedal. <laughs>
3: No, he did. He was playing backups in the third quarter.
1: I mean, I guess you're right, but I mean... <laughs> what else are you supposed to do? Exactly to like knee? they were taking a knee every every down. But yes, Florida State was outmatched because, of course, they were outmatched. None of their starters were out there playing, and that's also... The state right now of college football with these bowl games outside of the college football playoffs and i don't blame that team for not showing up coming up next here on amber and ian amber Wilson, and ian fitzsimmons with you we will continue to get your calls on the dr pepper call line plus we'll have you more
4: 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify <laughs> Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: The theme of the music on tonight's show from our AP, Rachel Robinson, has been... Artists from either Washington or Michigan. Of course, the two teams that find themselves in a national championship and our national championship coverage on ESPN radio presented by AT&T will be right here starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday, January 8th. Ian Fitzsimmons, of course, on the call for the Natty.
3: with Sheldon find Greg McElroy, Chris Budden. Is Uncle Cracker, is that, that's Uncle Cracker, right? Washington or Michigan, I have no idea which one.
1: Could not tell you. Now I got to look it back up. I'm pretty sure it's Washington.
3: There we go. Okay.
1: Let's just roll with Washington. We'll you can roll. find him at Ian I'm Fitz sure ESPN. Works. You <laughs> can find me at Amber W Sports. Just kidding. It's cats. Michigan. Just in case oh, there's like some you. really,
0: really big like Uncle Cracker fan that's going to call. And he <laughs> is from Michigan. <laughs> if I'm you so really sorry. really upset at us? I had a 50-50 right. Uncle shot. Uncle Cracker.
1: Is from Michigan. So there you go. Triple H, say ESPN, wherever you are from. We are always appreciative of you joining the conversation here on ESPN Radio. Cole is calling us from Tennessee on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hey, Cole, thanks for the call. Thanks for your patience. What do you have for us on the transfer portal?
2: Well, I forgot exactly what I was going to say.
1: Cole, you have been been on hold all of this time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You've just been hanging out listening to what know. our whole music here
5: yeah, on Cole, how, Okay, hey Cole, oh, how was New Year's, I remember,
0: man? I remember I remember.
1: <laughs> okay, go
2: ahead. Uh, you need foundational respect for the institution to keep your players now. The transfer portal is a transfer portal. People are going to get paid. But you need to have a foundational level of institutional
3: respect to keep your player. again cole, cole I, I i go back to the, the this this point and, and it's an easy one and that is the transfer portal is an easy fix right you you just move the window i mean there, there's there's no legality to that the opt-out part that's an individual decision and has nothing to do with a portal that to me amber is the harder thing to fix when it comes to college football in a postseason
1: well, the transfer portal is easy to fix if you're talking about the bowl game, right, and the right. availability of the bowl game. If you're talking about I'll, I'll, it from I'll, a larger macro perspective of these kids going to three or four different schools and sort of the lack of loyalty, then maybe that's what, what Cole was really referencing there is that you have to have some sort of foundational like you used to have, the foundational respect. Alex Brown, when he was on with us earlier, he talked about it for him. Even playing in the bowl game, it, the Orange Bowl in 2002 for him, it was just about because he loved his Florida Gator so much, it was about making a statement, having that sort of respect there for his university. The problem is, in the transfer portal era, it, I mean, if you consider it a problem, but in the transfer portal era, there's not going to be that same level of respect for your school because, Ian, your school can rotate Every single year if you want it to, right? And, and, and he referenced what just happened to us at, at Florida with ETN. And you go to Georgia? Like, we would have, yeah. like, back in you're our day.
3: <laughs> you're, you're a free agent. Right. But the, 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 with no loyalty. The easy <laughs> fix is, right, that early portal window needs to be eliminated. And the only portal window is after signing day in the first weekend in February, right? that first Wednesday, to... For a month or so, right before spring ball begins, and that's it. That's your portal window. But right. it, so but the portal window eliminate is an easy the problem of the, of, it's of the opt-outs. Right. The opt-outs—that's the harder part, and I don't have an answer for you. I, I have no clue how to fix opt-outs when it comes to college football because the, the college football is a remarkable game. You will find even in the NFL locker rooms where the you want to start an argument amongst uh, teammates start up college football and mm-hmm. watch just i mean when i say knock down drag outs in an nfl locker room it, it, it's amazing that's the passion it's not hell it's not a, a pat it's an obsession not mm-hmm. just with players but the fan bases but the players also have it as well and the opt-out part of it that is a fix where i, I don't know how you can amber i really don't the portal's an easy one opt-out I, I don't have an answer
1: If it weren't for college football, you and I both would not be sitting here. I mean, we have both, I think, right? we've made our entire lives off of that, off of how our affection and love, right? I chose my livelihood based on my love growing up. For college football because it was my first love and it was my true love when I was a kid growing up. It it affected my entire life. For you, it was playing it right, and so we both we've made it we've made it our careers. Even though it's not just college football that we do now, it's what led us here. And we both love it. Everyone still loves it. It still gave us a hell of a show this weekend, but there's certainly some issues in it right now, and some changing, seriously changing times. Matt is calling us from Michigan. Matt, thanks for your patience. What do you have?
2: Yeah, a um, couple things. First of all, I think football needs to uh, look at college basketball and the tournament that they have and the f- number of opt-outs in college basketball is so much less than college football. They need to do away with the bowls and just set up a 32-team tournament field where you decide the national champion with 32 teams. And then I think you'll see... injuries,
3: man. Well,
2: I'm going to tell you what. You'll see a lot less movement. You can still incorporate the money from the people, uh, from the bowl games, but that's the best thing in sports right now is March Madness. And football would be the same.
1: Uh, thirty two I mean, teams, th- no shot. Right. Well and, and listen, football is such a different sport than basketball, even the size of the rosters, how many people are involved, there, there's so much more to it. Um, for that perspective, March Madness is is excellent. It's absolutely special. College basketball, you could argue, has a different problem when it comes to its regular season before March, right? It, it, yeah. Getting the attention of the country before March Madness. And We're it watching kind of Duke and Syracuse right now March go Madness. at it,
3: right? But how many people right. are really in tune to Duke and Syracuse right now?
1: Right. And, and, and that depends on the university, but outside of the Blue Bloods, that's a different conversation that a lot of college football, frankly, doesn't have because of the shortened season and because of the high stakes of every particular game. And if you expand to a 32 March Madness style tournament, what does that mean for all of that and for the regular season in college football? It's one of the concerns even going to 12 teams, a 12 team playoff system.
3: I'm all about the 12 team. Well, actually, my, my idea would have been eight. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. back when we had five power fives, you had the the conference champions and then three at large. That was easy. Right now we're going to 12 and we don't have, you know, five power fives anymore because the Pac-12 is gone. The irony runs deep there with Washington being right Right. in the national championship in the last year of the Pac-12. But my most amazing thing from tonight with you, Amber, is that you and Rachel were more intrigued about my story. About the uh, gargantuan human that I ran into five years ago in the in the wrong hotel room.
1: I mean, you really gave him an excellent description, though. So six,
3: six four, muscles in his toenails, right? I mean, strapping also, human,
1: fully Wash nude. Board. So there, there was that portion of the story Those as well.
3: Petals.